Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. I know I pre-record these episodes ahead of time, so you don't really know. They're not usually in real time, but um, we're at the end of January, and I just got back from a training in Austin, which food in Austin is freaking amazing. <laughs> I want to go back just to eat the food, um, but it was an NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is pretty cool. It's learning the communication of your mind, so that way you can and get the things that you desire. It's basically like learning how to reprogram all that bad programming that we get along our life that's just subconsciously sitting there. So one of the things that I learned that was really cool, just like a little side note before we get into today's episode, which is I learned how to take a food that somebody likes and to alter the way the brain sees it so that it turns into a food that you don't like. And I know it sounds really crazy, right? Um, The best way I can describe this is have you ever had a food like growing up that you had a bad experience with and then for the longest time you didn't eat that food, it just like made you gag? For me, it was when I was little, like I think it was gosh, ele- like lower elementary, maybe first, second grade. And I played t-ball, which that lasted about a year. This is about the extent of uh, my athletics growing up. <laughs> it's like playing t-ball for a year is part of it. As not an athletic person, if you you know me. But anyways, um, one of the mom, like the moms would take turns uh, making sandwiches, right, for after the game because it was in the evening and we do like little tournaments and stuff. And somebody's mom made sandwiches, like, you know, legit stuff. Like it's normal for moms to make that for for games um and they had like that american cheese in there and i guess the mom had not like oh i guess like uh had kept it very well <laughs> like it got hot so that cheese actually it was so gross and it made me feel sick to my stomach and for the longest time i would not eat um i would not eat american cheese like the slices or whatever so for the longest time it would just make me like stick to my stomach like if i was going to eat it or think about it so basically this technique is like creating that in your mind like instantly without having to have that experience you can create that experience it's kind of it's really trippy it's kind of cool i actually um did it with um chips and salsa because that is my kryptonite food. So like when I go out to eat at restaurants, um, I like tend to overeat the chips and salsa. It's really easy. And then I kind of ruin my my dinner because I overdid the chips and salsa. And not that it's like that bad of a thing, right? It's whatever. It's not like I eat it all the time, but it's just kind of annoying that I have this thing with chips and salsa. So I decided to do it with tortilla chips and um, actually going to go out to eat at a restaurant tonight, a Mexican restaurant. So I'm really going to test it out for sure. But I did come home after the training and, you know, I kind of was like, "Mm, I don't really crave chips and salsa. Like I was like, but I don't feel like a repulsion (laughs) against it or anything. 
But anyways, I, I found some chips, some tortilla chips in my pantry that I had. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to test this out. And I kid you not, guys, I didn't even finish the whole chip. Like I took a bite. And when I did the technique, um, what I had associated the chips with, um, it was like, the stomach turning like that feeling like you want to throw up and that same exact feeling happened when I ate the chip and I was like mind blown I was like oh wow like this is insane like how powerful your mind is and you can reprogram things like that so I am actually going to start adding that technique in my nutrition consult so that should be really interesting to help other um, women so if you're interested in that technique message me and maybe you can set up something but I just wanted to kind of share you guys share with you guys what I've been up to and I just got back and I've, I've had a lot of people ask me too like what was this training like because I'm a personal trainer nutritionist and I went to an NLP training which is that's like um like basically learning how to shift your mindset and your perspective about things and your subconscious mind and people are like how do the two relate and they actually have a lot so I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret what I have noticed over the years of doing this is I can give somebody the perfect workout plan for them I can give them um, the perfect diet for them, all that stuff, right? Make it very custom. But the problem I'm seeing is is not that it's the plan. What I'm seeing is the issue is people are having a problem with following through, with staying consistent and not sabotaging themselves. That's what I see a lot of is self-sabotage towards reaching their goals. And I'm like, okay, this I've seen this as a problem. And me being a coach, I'm like, I want to address this problem so that way I can give people results because when I do put in the work and the effort and I want I work with somebody like I really want them to get results and when they don't get results regardless if that has to do with me or not right because it's like I'm giving you the tools but you got to do something with it I still like it still like hits me in the heart like I want to give them all the tools necessary I know I can't do it for them right I can't do it for my clients but I I can as a coach get better over time at trying to overcome these and helping these people to overcome these struggles right so that's it's really is gonna I'm really excited to start implementing that kind of stuff into my training I also learned how to anchor feelings and emotions like learning how to turn procrastination into motivation it's it's been really cool and it's also fun because I get to use it on myself as well right so that's what I've been up to lately But let's go ahead and dive in in today's episode. And what I wanted to talk to you guys about, especially since we're getting to that time of the year where, you know, spring's going to be coming up soon. We're going to be getting ready, you know, quote unquote, for summertime, summer bodies, all that good stuff. So we're going to see a flood of things online or just be more drawn to seeing, you know, looking into what other people are doing for for fitness, like fitness influencers are on Instagram, kind of watching what they're doing and, and trying to figure and put the pieces together for ourselves so we can get similar results, right? So what I really wanted to focus on today is let's talk about why it's not the best idea to follow somebody else's workout plan or meal plan to a T. And you're probably thinking like, what, Jessica, like you give workout plans and you give out meal plans. I'm yes, but they're custom for people. They're not just cookie cutter. Like I'm not just like, oh, you want a workout plan here? Here's the same workout plan for everybody, regardless of where you're starting at. Oh, you want a meal plan here? Here's the same meal plan, regardless of where you start, where your metabolism is, where you started. Like that's where we're getting into the problem is, and I used to do this too, guys. It's not like judgment or anything. Um, This used to be a really big thing when I first got into fitness and health or like really the fitness part, actually, because I first started in holistic health, Um, maybe like four or five years ago where these influencers, well, Instagram really wasn't a big thing back then. 
But on YouTube, you would see this a lot too, is like uh, vlogs, like uh, video blogs or whatever they're called, of people sharing what they're eating throughout the day, like a a food log, right? Like there's a food diary, like a a freaking public food diary. And I would just be like, oh, I have to eat like that, right? Like I'd be looking at this and I'd be like, okay, I need to eat blah, blah, blah. That's like, she's fit and she's in shape and I'm just going to eat exactly how she's eating, right? Because they didn't understand um, that there's a difference, you know, for everybody, it's going to look different what the best uh, way of eating is like I know a lot of us have similar goals right but um, where your metabolism is what your body what your body needs all that stuff is it's different for person to person and the reason being I want you to I'm going to use myself as an example because um, I think that's I think I'm a good example just because this is a reason why I'm going to explain right now the reason why I don't post things. Like I don't post my workout pervatum. I don't post uh, my meal plan, what I'm eating every day all the time, because I don't want people to think that they have to eat like me to get results. And the reason being is, guys, I'm five feet. I'm small. I'm a small person. I'm not, I'm smaller than the average woman. And so what my needs are, even though I, I carry more muscle for my size than other women my size, like I I do, I'm more muscular. Um, You know, my calories are going to be very different, especially like when I'm trying to lose fat, my calories can be a little on the lower end just because I'm a small person. I don't have, like, I don't have a lot of body, right? So, you know, I think it would be a disservice if I was to put that and somebody thinks like they have to eat just like that to get results when they're like, say, five, seven and weigh, I don't know, 160 pounds or so or whatever. Like that is not me. Our meal plans will look completely different. Okay. So I want you to keep that in mind when you're looking at these things. You know, there's a lot of things that that come into play. Another thing that comes into play is your fitness level, right? So let's let's first keep on talking about the diet. Let's I was like, let me just not get off track here. Another thing to think about too is yes, say if you have two women that are the same exact, like they're same exact height and they're probably about same weight, but their body compositions are different. Their meal plan is going to look different too. Like you can't, like, I'm just trying to explain, I guess, how it's, it's not a good idea, right? To follow what somebody else is eating. Now, what you could do is you could take that as inspiration for ideas for meals for you, but know that the macros are going to be different. The protein, fats, and carbs, the calories for the day, all that is going to be different. That's why it's so important to work with um, like a nutritionist or somebody that does this for people and initially get your uh, macros done. So that way you are in the realm of what you need. Another thing, guys, that I want to point out when it comes to nutrition is there are tons of calculators online. There is, um, you know, even if you're going to do macros, right, there's tons of macro calculators. Now, I want to stress that this is for ideals uh, metabolism. So this is, you know, you're going to put in all this stuff and it's going to be very personal, right? Because of macros, you're going to put in your height, your weight, how many hours a week you work out, your body fat percentage, all that good stuff. So when you do that, yes, it's very custom, but it's custom to ideals for that for for those specs. Okay. So what does that mean? If you are somebody that has been chronically dieting and under eating, and I'm bringing this up because majority of the women that I do nutrition consults for fall into this realm, um, then that is going. 
you do those calculators, it's not going to be what you need in this point in time because that's based on idea, like ideal metabolism and your metabolism is an ideal. So for example, what this would look like is doing a mac- one of those macro calculators and it's showing that your weight loss calories are 1,500, but you on average only eat 900 to 1,000 calories. Do you think that if you up your intake to that 1500 calories because that's what that calculator says that you're going to start losing fat no you're going to start gaining weight actually because it's that's a big um surplus of calories that your body is not used to handling now you're probably thinking what do we do because it's like okay 900 calories how can i eat less than that i'm already basically starving and it's like at that point in time then yeah you do need to go up you need to do a reverse diet um, that's not on this podcast. We can you can message me. We can kind of we can talk about that. But I just want the whole purpose of this is just for you to realize like where these kinds of things could be sabotaging you. And the reason I like to bring up these kinds of things is because this is stuff that I fell for when I was or I did. It's not that I fell for it. I just didn't know when I was first starting out. And I see this with women as well. And so they're thinking they're doing the right things, but they're not understanding how their body is functioning or where their metabolism is, how this is all going to work with them, and um, how custom some of the stuff really needs to be for where you are in this point in time. And it could be doing more harm than good. And so what I see women doing is they get frustrated and they give up because it's not working. They're like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Here's a macro calculator. It told me I needed to eat this many calories for my weight loss. And then you eat that and then you start gaining weight. And then you think, oh, macro counting is bullshit. And it's just because you don't understand all the the things that are going on behind the scenes with your body. So that is definitely something to do so uh, to think about. So what I tell people, I'm going to give you guys a little tip here is start ta- start a food journal, all right? Download my fitness pal. It's really easy, huge database. I, I always talk about it. it's one I've been using for years and what I do have my clients use. So download my fitness pal and just track for a week what you're doing. Don't worry, there's no judgment, right? There's no judgment. This isn't some test or some equivalence to your uh, you know, you being a good human or something based on how good your diary is. It has nothing to do with that. Food is food. Um, but do it and do it very openly. You know, be honest with yourself. Don't try to eat better, try to eat how you've been eating to see where you're really at and then you can compare that to that calculator and then you can see oh wow I'm only eating a thousand calories and this is telling me to eat 15 1600 calories for weight loss that is a big jump why don't I just add in 100 calories, right? And do that over time and let your metabolism slowly adjust back up and get your body out of thinking that it's starving itself. And then you're going to start noticing, you're going to get to a point where you can start losing weight. It's not going to hold on to everything like it was. So that's just a little tip. I mean, I think food journals are amazing in general, just because it gives you a lot of awareness about what you're eating and how you're eating. A lot of us don't, if you've never kept a food journal, I can guarantee you 100% that it will surprise you. You might think you're eating good or you might think you're eating enough or this or that. But, you know, when you compare that to like, say, if you had custom macros done, you'd be very surprised because just because you're eating healthy doesn't, is eating healthy and eating for fitness goals are 
you know, of course, healthy eating is in there, but it is different. You have macronutrients do matter when it comes to body composition. And, and you know, of course, that's when um, adding in the strength training, right? Because you can't just eat more protein and expect muscle to, muscle to grow on its own just because you're eating more protein. You have to give your body that stimulus in the gym, right? Lifting weights to want to build more muscle. And then through recovery is how you're going to repair and gain that muscle. So, you know, for, so what have we learned so far? We've learned that do not um, do not think that just because there's this girl that you love to follow and she's toned and she's fit and she has the body you want that just because if you eat exactly like her, you're going to get her exact results. Okay. Just use it as a guideline, like use it. That's what I do. If there's somebody I say, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Like I need to try that, <laughs> you know? And then I adjust it to my macros and I make it fit with my custom macros for my body because different body types, different metabolisms, different fitness levels are all going to need different requirements of nutrients. Another thing to keep in mind too that's really awesome about keeping a food journal is you see how food interacts with your body so greek yogurt is amazing right it's it's high in protein i love greek yogurt me personally i can't eat it every day or will kind of upset my stomach it doesn't have that much lactose but it's just it'll upset my stomach a little bit so that's those those are things like there are healthy foods that could make you cause bloating or stomach distress i'm the same with oatmeal for some reason i can't eat it all the time or it gets me bloated so i just eat it every once in a while but those are those are healthy things you know but it's just different for everybody and, and people's body responds different so use this you know your journey as an experiment that's what i always think i'm like i'm a big huge guinea pig i'm always experimenting on myself and i think it's fun um, to kind of see how things like change something up, see how it re- how my body reacts to that, and always be striving to progress and get better. Um, so you know, make it fun. Now let's talk about fitness. Let's talk about why it's not a good idea to just do some workout plan um, that, you know, this personal, uh, this fitness person or influencer posted. You're like, wow, they're a bikini competitor, and she's sharing with me what she's doing. Oh, I think this one's probably going to take a little bit longer than the the nutrition. But the thing is that you're looking at her, what she's doing as a workout plan. Say you're somebody that has, you know, you probably doing cardio. Maybe you're doing like beach body at home and it's mostly like cardio. Um, you might do a little bit of weightlifting like throughout those um, programs, but you know, you're working out like three to five, maybe like three times, four times a week, 30 minutes, um, nothing really intense, you know, and and now you're at this level, you want to take it to the next level, right? You're like, man, like, okay, like, I'm pretty close to like, my weight loss goal from after having this baby. Um, now I want to really tone my body, I really want to transform myself, I'm ready for that next step, right? So you see this fitness competitor and you're like oh wow she looks freaking amazing I'm just gonna do what she's doing and her workout plan is like five to six days a week it's like an hour an hour and a half in the gym like it's pretty intense right so you're gonna go from that three or four times a week 30 minutes to that big jump is not a good idea it's not a good idea um and I, I don't know if I posted this podcast yet there is a podcast that I am going to post it might be before or after this Oh, I need to look at my podcast schedule, but it's um, on minimum effective dose. And so basically what that means is giving your body just the amount that it needs to change. Like you want to do the bare minimum of what it takes to change. And you're probably thinking like, what? Like, that sounds crazy. Like, why would I do that? I want to explain a little bit about that, but that whole episode is going to be all about it is when you're starting out, like, for example, um, 
if you jump, like you're going to jump to this year, like that six, five, six days a week, right? You don't need that huge jump. Like you just need to go into the gym. Like say, you know, you're that person I just described working out at home doing 30, 40 minutes. You need to go to the gym and now do three or four days of like really learning how, you know, barbell squats, bench press, overhead press, deadlift, um, these big lifts that, um, you know, really focusing on getting stronger in the gym and that, you know, three to four days, right? 30, 45 minutes and just start out there. And your body is going to change just by giving it a stimulus that it's not used to having and you don't have to give it a lot. And the reason you don't want to give it a lot is you just want to give it the bare minimum to give you that adaptation that you want of gaining muscle because what happens is your body adapts, right? It's your body is a magic, it's, it's actually a really amazing thing. <laughs> and our bodies have adapt they are really good at adapting and that's how your ancestors survived millions of years blah 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 you've heard me talk about this a lot of things I always like refer it back to like why you're here like how humans are <laughs> and um, we're always we're really good at adapting to things so if you go in there all balls to the wall and working out five to six days a week, all of a sudden an hour, an hour and a half, you eventually your body's going to adapt to that stimulus and you just left gains on the table because it adapts. And now what do you got to do? You got to do even more to get another, to get more, uh, to overcome, you know, to give it more stimulus, right? So the whole point is just give it the bare minimum of the stimulus it needs to create a change and you just milk that until you don't see any progress and you add on slowly and add on slowly. So that way you're getting more progress over the long run. I hope that makes sense. So basically, just because you go into the gym and you you like pound your body, right? Like lifting weights and you're super sore or whatever. And then you go home and you eat like all the protein, you know, which are all good. They like eating protein, lifting weights, good things, right? But you cannot speed up the process of naturally gaining muscle and losing fat. You just can't do it unless you want to take some like steroids or something or <laughs> you want to take some, some um, you know, those enhancement performing drugs. I don't recommend. But naturally, you know, you have a limit. A woman, you know, a pound of muscle a month when you're first starting out is freaking amazing. You can't speed up that process, right? So just doing the bare minimum of what it takes to send that signal to have that process is all you need. And you, and that's, you know, so that's where I see the disconnect when people want to jump in and they want to go balls to the wall. And they think like, oh my gosh, I'm doing, I'm beating myself up essentially in the gym I'm freaking I can't walk the next day I hate those stupid like sore leg memes because it's like we should never get to that point we should not allow our bodies to get to our point that we're doing more harm than good and if you don't understand that you need to go back and listen to the episode I did about is is it good to be sore after work I can't remember how I I um Oh gosh, when I named it, but it's basically something about being sore. It mean oh, being sore means I had a good workout. Question mark. I think that's what it's called. Um, a soreness is not an I- a indication of progress, and and doing too much is not a good thing. And so we need to get out of this mentality that more is better. And the same thing also with weight loss. Just you know, severely cutting down your calories. I've talked about this in other episodes. So, you know, it doesn't mean faster weight loss. It means like faster plateau. That's what it means. Like anything too strong, too fast is is going to end up being a plateau. And then it's like, okay, where do you go from there when you've done the extreme already, right? So this is where I see women, you know, I'm going to go on a weight loss and I'm going to cut down all my calories to 1200. Say, I don't know what it is about 1200, but say you're eating like 2000, you know, calories plus and then you jump 
to 1200 calories, that's a big freaking calories deficit. And so, yeah, you're going to lose weight at first. And guess what? You're going to plateau fast. And then, um, you know, after a while, it's because your body's always adapting once again. So metabolism is going to adapt to that 1200 calories. And then what are you going to do? You're just, you're going to, you know, eat 900 calories. Like that doesn't seem logical, right? So we need to get out of this like mentality that we need to push harder and, you know, ease into this. Guys, if you're in it for the long run, you're in it for a lifestyle change, like we need to have that mentality. And this all goes back and ties back into what I call self-love fitness, guys, doing what's best for your body. Do you think beating it up and being sore all the time is what's best for your body? You need to listen to it. It's telling you something. And the last thing I kind of wanted to leave with as well is just also having realistic expectations on how long things take. You know, going back to what I just said, a good amount of a muscle gain for a woman is one pound a month. That's really not that much. And with um, weight loss, you know, really not trying to overdo the weight loss, you know, five pounds a week or something like that. Like, you know, depending on where you're at, see, this can change. But, you know, even one pound could be a really good weight loss for somebody a week, a really healthy weight loss. So really keeping things in perspective. And also when you look at these people that are, um, you know, look amazing, you admire them, to keep in mind that genetics play a role. Like, for example, like me, if you were to look at me, I've been lifting weights for two to three years or about three years now. And uh, I, like I said, I'm five foot. I'm a smaller framed woman. Um, and I have worked really hard for the muscles that I have. If, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm eating, if, if somebody else that has, you know, the potential to be bigger, like was to do what I did, like, you know, bigger framed person, somebody that really, that has more muscle naturally to begin with, then she's going to look bigger than me. Like, you know, we just have to keep in mind, like genetics do play a part. And some of us are just more genetically blessed in certain areas than others. But that doesn't mean that you can't become your best, right? So keep that in mind too, that we should be striving for what's um, our best body, not somebody else's best body, but what is best for us and just really learning to enjoy the process because if you want results that last, you have to do something that you can, you got to do something that you can keep up in the long run. So it's better to really enjoy, like I said, enjoy the process. And we've heard these memes and these quotes, right? Like just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. And it's like kind of cheesy, but really there is a lot of truth to it because like I said, if you want this to be a lifestyle change, you have to enjoy the the process and learn to you know also what I have found just a little side note to be very helpful is not just focusing on appearances but focusing on uh, goals like strength goals that's something that has kept me very motivated over the years is always focusing on strength because strength gain is really good indication of muscle gain so I really focus on going heavier and my bigger lifts I always have these these goals on how much weight I want to be able to push and that really is motivating more to me sometimes than how I look in the mirror because that sometimes can be, to be honest, throughout the year, it can change, you know, um, some like around the holidays, like gaining a little bit more body fat, you know, stuff like that. If you're so focused on how you look, then you get obsessive and then it could be 
for one, harder to upkeep that year round because guys, these people that you follow that do bikini competitions and things like that, the way that they are presented on stage and what they show is not, it's not realistic. It's not healthy to do that all year round. Like you cannot keep that because basically they just starve their body <laughs> to, to look like that. And that's not normal. It is, it's an extreme sport and it should be considered that. So we shouldn't have our expectations to look like something like that year round. Um, so yeah, so just really having those realistic expectations and then enjoying the process and realizing that you are your own person, that you need what's best for you. And just because what something is best for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be best for you to a T. You're still going to have to adjust that in some way to um, be custom to you. So if you've listened to this, I know I didn't give any generals like on how to figure this out for yourself. And the reason being is I give a lot of general information information because it's different for person to person. This is another way you can tell like a good personal trainer online um, from a, another from somebody that's not so good. I want to do a um, episode on this on like how to know if the person you're following is a good person to listen to for their advice. And but I'm going to give you one of those. And that is that if somebody is telling, is always talking in absolutes, like this is the only way to do this and everybody has to do it this way, then you don't need to follow that person. You need to follow that because this can be kind of a little bit complex. You know, this is, it changes from person to person. What is best for one person might not be best for the other person, even though they have the same goals. So that's one thing, guys, if you are following somebody and they say absolutes, you know, like this is like it, there's no exceptions to the rule and this is for everybody, then, you know, I really suggest not following them. (laughs) It's probably not the best advice. I can already tell you from that. So that is why I don't really give general things. I might give like general guidelines, but I'm never going to say like everybody needs to eat this much and everybody, I'm, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where your metabolism at. I don't know where your fitness starting point is. So I'm not ever going to be like, you know, like saying even for example, for an exercise plan, you know, I really shy away from that. Like I could, you know, I, I can, I can make workout plans for anybody. Um, I could say, oh, here's a free workout plan. I have done that in the past for challenges. And what I did is I did a beginner and intermediate, intermediate and an advanced workout plan because, and even then to me, it's not custom enough. So I just don't do that kind of things. I don't want to give cookie cutter stuff out because I know I could be doing more harm than good that way because I really don't know that individual. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, okay, Jessica, you gave me some good information, but it's not really, really, really helping me right now. Like I want to know the the re, like the exacts then that I just want to explain to you why I don't do that and if that is something you want like message me to, um I you know you're probably following me on social media or email me just at mamasthenewstrong.com and let's talk about what something like that would look like and if I can help you if it would be a good fit but I'm gonna leave you guys with that and yeah enjoy this episode and if you are enjoying it too you know leave me a five-star review with a comment letting me know what you like about the podcast so that way we can help to like spread this podcast or even like take a screenshot of it put it on your stories or instagram and tag me um so yeah so can we get it out to more people so because if you're enjoying it and you find it helpful i'm pretty sure there's other moms out there that are going to find it helpful too but for now like i always say go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are and i will see you in next week's episode bye for now 
Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there and you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.